Well, while the month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother, we also celebrate two major events in our salvation history. Joining me this morning to talk about the Ascension of the Lord and the Descent of the Holy Spirit is the wonderful Father Matt Libra, pastor at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church right here in Portland. Good morning, Father Matt. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, Brenda. Thank you very much. It's a gift to be with you. Oh, well, it's been a little while since we've been able to catch up with you and talk about the things going on there at St. Rose of Lima. You know, we are just about a month away from the end of the school year. How's the school year been for the kids there? And they kind of really getting excited for the summer to come. Yeah, well, I, you know, in every person's life, there's ups and downs, and, and we're, we definitely have ours. But I, when the weather changed, I noticed everybody was in a much happier mood. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's May, it's Easter, then it's May, and then uh, we're like, oh, man, it's just a little bit of ways. And so everybody's just kind of savoring um, the, the special things that they have right now, getting ready for graduation, just celebrated confirmation. Um, we had 60 kids um, with wow. St. Charles. Uh, um, St. Rita's and ourselves combined. And it was, uh, it was just a great, it's a great time of year. Oh, that's right. First communion's coming up and everything, you know, it's just special. Oh, I love this time of year. And I've said this time and time again, I love confirmation. I love watching our young people present themselves because of all the crazy thoughts and things that they can do in their lives. Boy, when you watch them go and present themselves to the bishop, you go, oh, they're going to be just fine, I think. Well, it's wonderful to know that things are are just moving along, ready to move into these summer months. And as I said, you know, the month of May brings a lot of very special events dedicated to our Blessed Mother. You know, many parishes celebrated a May crowning. Is that something that you do there at St. Rose of Lima? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a beautiful tradition. Um, we've started doing it at the first school mass of the month of May. And usually the first communion class comes and they crown Our Lady and we start with this uh, crowning before Mass. And then we celebrate our our first Mass of the month of May, uh, honoring Mary as our mother and, uh, and preparing to celebrate Mother's Day to honor our mothers really well. I love the quote of Maximilian Colby. He said, uh, never be afraid of loving our Blessed Mother too much because you can never love her as much as Jesus did. Mm. And uh, so that's just a great tone to have in our hearts that the kids set for, for the entire parish. Well, I just, I think that's absolutely beautiful. We could never love Our Lady as much as our Lord does. And yet she is also such a beautiful role model and reminder. She, I think, loves us too, that just as much as Christ loves us. And it never ends with her. Our dedication and our love and our prayers never end with Mary. She is constantly pointing us to her son, the way that she sat with the apostles in the upper room at the foot of the cross. And so also during this month of May, as I said, we're dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, it is kind of the end and the culmination of Christ's life on earth. 40 days after his death and resurrection, Christ, as he said he would, ascended and returned to the Father. So the Feast of the Ascension coming up. So first for our listeners, we know that both Jesus ascended, Mary was assumed. So just in that little technicality, remind our listeners the difference between the two. Well, I think the the big difference is ascended is kind of on his own power. He's a part of the Godhead, right? He he ascends into heaven, rises up to go to the Father. Assumed is not something that Mary did on her own. 
but it's the reward. It's what God did for her. Um, she doesn't ascend on her own. God assumes her into heaven, body and soul, incorrupt. And, um, and, and it's the reward of her trust in him, um, not her own power. Jesus is finally going to where he always was, like the seated, seated at the right hand of the Father um, for all eternity. Well, Father Matt, something interesting then, you know, we can relate very much to the Blessed Virgin Mary through her humanity. And Christ, while fully human, fully divine, also makes it a little di- difficult for us to go, well, of course, he ascended, but we like Someday, you know, in our own future, in the second coming, we will be assumed. So how do we relate to the ascension? I mean, what does it speak to us? Because, well, we're watching God ascend and it feels like, well, he's he's leaving us. Yeah, I I think that that is a, a real thing. I think the power of the ascension is uh, Jesus always knew where he belonged, what he was made for. And we often forget that. And when the chance came, like he came to earth because he loved the father, right? The father is basically saying like, who will go and get my people back for me? And Jesus is like, I will go for love of the father. He loves us like the father loves us, right? He, he showed visibly in the flesh, the father's love for us, even mm-hmm. To the giving up of his life and when the father says your mission is done come back he's he doesn't say no no that's not my home that's not really what i want i've created something better here he's like of course i'm going to go to the right hand because that's that's where i'm made for and so often we fall in love with this life and this life is wonderful it's good but we're made to be with him always too mm-hmm. and um so the fact that jesus had this uh holy indifference or this detachment from from earthly things because he knew the the true reality was in heaven um that gives us that gives us a strength and hope to let go of some of the things that we hold on to some of us hold on to possessions some of us hold on to status some of us hold on to whatever or i wouldn't ever want to lose that or i don't want to not be with my family anymore well we're going, if we've put our faith and trust in the Lord, we're going to where we'll never be separated forever. Mm. Um, that's that's going to be wonderful. And so I, I think that's one of the great gifts Jesus gave us in letting us see his ascension is that he lets us know that we have this time in this life to choose to love him, to choose to love our neighbor or not. And that's what leads us to our eternal home. And And when we get that chance to go to that eternal home, there's nothing we need to be afraid of. There's nothing that we need to think we're losing because we're going to gain everything. Now, oh, Father Matt Lee, we're joining us today as we discuss the Feast of the Ascension, 40 days from the resurrection. Of course, that falls on a Thursday, Father Matt, but in our diocese, it's transferred to the Sunday. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I think in many dioceses across the United States in the in the late 90s, they... Uh, um, they took away Ascension Thursday um, and celebrated on Sunday so that people wouldn't miss it. Um, you know, we have these holy days of obligation that um, the church is like, you just can't miss. Mm-hmm. Like this is this one's so big, it's, you just can't miss. Sure. And I don't know what their reason was. Maybe maybe people were missing, <laughs> um, but this is a feast that we can't miss. And okay. so they they moved it. Um, um, in most dioceses across the United States, there's a handful of dioceses that still celebrate Ascension Thursday. 
um, on Thursday as a holy day of obligation. But for most of us, especially here in Portland, it's definitely the case. Um, uh, we move it on Sunday so that we just don't miss this feast where the father longs to have mm. us back and that we freely choose to go and be with him. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And Father Matt, as you were just talking there a moment ago, I couldn't help but think and maybe feel a little bit for those apostles that were present that day. You know, they had been through a lot, of course, watching the, the passion of our Lord, his crucifixion, his death, and then intermittently over the last 40 days, getting to spend time again with the Lord and then, well, gaze up to the skies to watch him ascend and leave them again. It must have left them in feeling a little bit lost and a little bit alone. But the Pentecost is coming, and I want to talk to you more about that. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? You bet. You bet. And I am back now with a wonderful Father Matt Libra. Now, Father Matt is the pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church. Of course, a wonderful school attached to it. The kids are getting ready to enjoy a summer vacation. Boy, Father Matt, it already feels like summer out there. Some temperatures are warming up for sure. You manage okay in the heat there at the school. The heat's not my favorite, but uh, (laughs) hopefully the Lord will be kind to us and keep it just cool enough. Just cool enough. Well, I think God smiles upon all of us here in the Pacific Northwest. I think our warm days and summer months are truly a blessing to all of us who live in the Pacific Northwest. So we look forward to... No better time to live here. That's right. This wonderful summer coming up. Well, Father Matt, uh, before we broke in our first half hour, we began discussing the Pentecost, the time that the God, Christ said, I will not leave you alone. I'll send the paraclete. But I've, these poor apostles, we were talking about them. They were lost and they were afraid. And then they got to be with our Lord again. And then he left them. So kind of maybe set the stage. Where were our apostles doing and the disciples that followed Jesus in these uh, these days between the ascension and then into Pentecost? And what happened to them? Yeah, I, I, this is actually really powerful because like you were saying, like they must have been sad. And in fact, the scriptures tell us that and many, maybe many of us feel that like, you know, like, wouldn't it be great if Jesus is just here with me now, like physically, like the, All this, the, time. Like the apostles yes. knew him and just to walk around with him night and day for three years, you know, like, wouldn't that be awesome? And and when Jesus ascended there, I, I think it's in Luke's gospel when they talk about that, that the the, the that these angels appear and they say, men, men, of, men of Galilee, why are you downcast? And so they assumedly felt the same way we are. And they're, they're, but the angels are teaching us this new logic. Like, why would you be sad at this? Like, like what? So it, it causes us to, to, to our hearts to be moved a little bit like, hey, why am I sad? What, what, what am I missing here? And so then, of course, the 50th day, they're celebrating Pentecost, right? So they're, they're in this place of where they just got to enjoy the power of the Lord's resurrection. They walked with him. They appeared to them. He ate with them. Like, this is awesome. Like, you got this invincible, right. uh, you know, he's proven he's God. And they get to walk with him for that 40 days. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And so they're in this kind of this holding pattern. But Jesus had told them, you know, Uh, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And then, so they're gathering in their upper room and, you know, all during this time, the the apostles um, in, in Jesus, when Jesus was here on earth, they have these times of great 
of great boldness and trust. And they have other times of like, you know, fleeing from the cross. Right. And they, they kind of have this back and forth, but they're scared again. They're back in that upper room. And I think an interesting thing is um, they were there gathered around our lady mm-hmm. and think of what this means for our lady. These are the guys that ran away when her son needed them most, but she didn't run away from them. And she became so much like her son. Her heart must have must have become so much like her son that they felt when we're scared, we can go to this person who the one left on earth who must have felt this betrayal the most, right? Our blessed mother. And so there they are gathering around Mary and then they're praying and the Holy Spirit comes down upon them like tongues of fire and a mighty rushing wind comes through and Like, this is a beautiful example and witness of Our Lady's receptivity. And she taught them how to receive the Holy Spirit, right? Just like she received the Holy Spirit and at the incarnation, when, when, when at the, at the feast of the uh, Annunciation, when she received, she was so ready, so docile to the Lord. And she taught them that. So now they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're, they're clothed with this power from on high. As Jesus promised, the paraclete, the the one who walks alongside, the advocate who who speaks for them. And from that point on, their boldness, their courage, their fortitude is these these guys are changed. Like go back and read Peter throughout all the Gospels and then look at Peter in the Acts of the Apostles or read the letters of first and second Peter. Like this dude is straight up. He's bold. He's changed. And the way he speaks, thousands of people come to know Jesus because of what he speaks. And he, and he says some hard words in there. He's like, remember, everybody, you killed Jesus. I mean, that's not politically oh, correct. You know, sure. like we don't say mean stuff like that. And he's like, but that's an appeal to come. And so they're filled with this power and boldness and warmth for that same thing, Brenda. And so maybe some of us are scared and we don't know how to live our faith. We believe in Jesus. We we believe he's God, but at the same time, we're struggling. Like, is he here? Is he really here with us? And and if if you talk to most people, they they understand praying to the Father, they understand praying to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if they had to say, the Holy Spirit is probably their weakest relationship of the, of the Holy Trinity. Is it's probably what most people would say. Um, at least that's my experience. And uh, and yet. When we have this this relationship with the Holy Spirit, that is the Spirit of Christ in us, something changes. When we think with the mind and heart of Christ, which the Holy Spirit allows us to do, when his Holy Spirit is working through us, we receive a real anointing. We receive this real awareness of his presence walking alongside us. And I think a lot of people that I know have had difficult moments in their life and all of a sudden this word came or this feeling of power beyond their own strength this 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 ability to endure what they didn't think they could get through comes and that's that holy spirit for us where we find ourselves speaking um and we're like how did i even say that mm. um and it's it's the holy spirit and so that's the promise of the father for us that we're now meant to live lives in the Holy Spirit. We're, we're meant to share that communion that 
just was like Christ walking on when he walked on the earth always. And that's for us. I think that's a, I think it's a powerful um, mystery to wrestle with. No doubt. But boy, Father Matt, with those words, I feel like, yes, I'm ready to to take it on and, and be bold for the Lord. You know, when you talk about the descent of the Holy Spirit that happened in the upper room on that Pentecost, is that the same experience that you just said that your young people experienced confirmation recently? Is that what is happening to them? Are they similarly in that upper room, you know, with the apostles awaiting the descent of the Holy Spirit? with the bishop laying hands on them. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And that's what we're all praying for. And we pray that for all of our young people um, to receive well. And we're just asking God to keep his promise again. And he loves to be asked to keep his promises. Um, but then I think it was Faustus of Riez in a homily um, in, in the, the 1000s. And he says, confirmation is rober ut punyam. That is, the strength so as to fight, the strength so as to engage in living the faith. And that's exactly what our young people receive, that these the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that the fruits of the Holy Spirit may be ever more abundant in their lives. But we, all of us who are confirmed, receive this power from on high that gives us the, the grace so as to live our Christian lives in this world where our strength alone cannot, cannot endure. Hmm. I love it. Oh, these gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. Let us not leave them in our toolbox, but actually get them out and use them to change the world. And we know that Portland, well, that's an area that needs our light. Father Matt, wow, thank you for such an inspirational discussion. I can't let our conversation end today without asking, will you please end us in prayer and your blessing? You bet. Um, I think it was St. I'll, I'll use it, steal a prayer from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, but he always would pray to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit comes where he's welcomed, invited, and loved. And so now we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. You are invited here. And you are loved here. Overwhelm each listener who hears this segment today. Overwhelm them, even those who didn't hear. Overwhelm them with the power of your love, the power of your call, uh, the power of your holy gifts coursing through them to change the world. Take away all fear and instill in us that perfect love. Give us the courage to follow Christ in every circumstance and in every situation we face. Please, Lord, bless the ministry of Mater Day Radio, bless Brenda, her family, bless all those who are hearing with this new holy boldness and this holy indifference that we do not have to cling to the things of earth, but that we can run to the Father in the Holy Spirit. We ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Matt Libra, thank you so very much for your time today. God bless you. You work all of the people there at St. Rose of Lima. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you all.